Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast, back at it again. The Super Bowl is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions, thirty-one to twenty. You're listening to that. You obviously know this. this is a football podcast. Hundred plus million watch Super Bowl. I would imagine if you factor in bars and parties, it's probably like hundred fifty million. Uh, but the season is now over, and we will dive into Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes. We'll do headlines, some things that jumped out over the last three or four days. Some stories broke uh, on Sunday, and then of course at John Middlecoff is a Middlecoff mailbag. For those of you new to the podcast, it's where we, uh, you know, it's kind of where we interact with the people. This is your guys' show, and you guys slide up in those DMs, and I answer any questions you want. Uh, even though the season is over. The combine's right around the corner. The free agency then's right around the corner. Obviously, in free agency, guys get cut and trades happen as well. And then the draft. So we got a lot going on the next, I don't know, three or four months. And then OTA start. Just this is still a busy time, even though the actual tangible games are over. But I wanted to start with this. I think the Patriots have this saying in their in their building, like the road to success is always under construction. It might be the road to greatness is always under construction. And I think it's a good example of just the saying of, we all, you know, I've changed careers a couple times, and then you set kind of goals to what you want to accomplish whenever you kind of figure out what you're doing. And then once you work, once you figure out what you're doing, like I'm in the media business, I set goals for how much money and ad revenue I want to get from my different podcasts, different things that I want to expand the business, 
whatever. Most people set quarterly goals, set yearly goals, and we're always chasing that. Unlike football, where there's like a tangible goal. You try to win the Super Bowl. In most business, they're kind of open-ended. You want to shoot to maybe double revenue, or you want to shoot to hire this many people, but you kind of pick and choose those. In football, there is a direct ending that everyone is shooting for, and that's hosting the Lombardi Trophy. And rightfully or wrongly, and I do think it's, it's for the most part correct, winning that thing validates you as a player, definitely as a quarterback. Now, as like a guard or a linebacker, it's harder to control the outcome, but definitely a coach. It defines you as a coach. And sometimes, like, like Andy Reid, most people would say, I would say, Andy Reid's a better coach than John Harbaugh. And he was three days ago before he was a Super Bowl champ. Now, John Harbaugh was a Super Bowl champ, and you go, well, he has something that Andy Reid does not have. And ultimately, when that game ended, like most people, who I mean, I had a dog in the fight, kind of. I'm in the 49er business. But them just getting there, like, my deals are already set. It's not going to impact me win or lose. Now, if they would have won, we'd be talking dynasty all offseason. If they wouldn't, if they lost, and the way they lost, it's kind of controversial. We'll talk Kyle, talk Jimmy. I, my, my days of being a fan, I tell people this all the time, ended a long time ago. I, I am a fan for people I know. And I know a lot of people with the Niners. I grew up a diehard Niners fan. I love the Niners more than anything when I was a kid. I was born in the mid-80s, the Niners were unreal, and I just rooted for them with all my heart. And then as I got into college, and then I started working in, uh, in pro sports, it kind of leaves you. And now, because of the organization I worked with, I got people all over the league that I know. So I just find myself rooting for their teams. I like Sean McDermott. I root for the Bills. I like Brett Veach and Andy Reid. I obviously root for the Chiefs. I like people with... Uh, like Matt Nagy, I, I, I just I like Howie Roseman. I, I root for people that I know throughout the league. And yesterday when the game ended, I, I, was, I was elated for Coach Reed because he has worked for 21 seasons. And I, in my lifetime, it's, there is no comparison of the hardest working person I've ever been around. It's Andy Reed. No, there's not a close second. The guy is an absolute grinder. And call me naive, call me romantic, or I don't even know what the adjective would be. But I do believe that good things happen to good people. Now, that doesn't always mean that good things happen to good people right away. Like, why did it take him so long? He was clearly a top-flight coach 15 years ago. He went to the Super Bowl in 04. Why did it take him 15 years to get back? Now, you could say he had some tough circumstances. He had some flawed quarterbacks over the years. This is by far the best quarterback he's ever had. In two years starting, they've come within an offsides of a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl championship. So it shows you like when you get a top flight quarterback and you're a top flight coach, you usually kick everyone's ass. So now for two years, he kicked everyone's ass. It took Belichick and Brady winning an overtime game uh, to take him down. Because other than that, he came back from 24-0, he came back from 10-0, he came back from 20-10. to And it kind of looks like is he going to be a coach that wins two or three championships? Whether he wins two or three or never wins another one, I am just glad that from now on we say Super Bowl champion Andy Reid because he belonged in that class. He, he really did. And when you look at his resume, he resurrected the Eagles, made them a consistent winner, and changed their franchise. Then he went to Kansas City 
who people forget when he got hired by Kansas City in 2013, they had the number one overall pick. That's how terrible they were. They had the number one overall pick. Not the seventh, not the twelfth. The number one overall pick. Drafted Eric Fisher, and since then, they've been in the playoffs six and seven, six of seven years. And in the one year he missed it, he went nine and seven. And he was going to the playoffs in those years when Peyton Manning had elite teams. And now he's won the AFC West, I don't know what, three straight years? Seems like he's going to win the AFC West. Like, who's, who's holding his jock in the AFC West? I like Vic Fangio, but he's not going to beat the Chiefs. John Gruden and Carr, come on, please. The Chargers, they don't even have a quarterback. They just extended Anthony Lynn. So this guy, I, you know, it's, it's cool in a day and age where we put so much emphasis in basketball, in football, in, ba- in pro sports of winning the biggest games. That's how it should be. That's the, yesterday or Sunday was for all the marbles. When you play in golf majors, it's for all the marbles. That's what we remember. Because 10 million people watch a Thursday night football game. Hell, I think 25 million people watch an NFL playoff game. And that's a ton. 100 plus million watch the Super Bowl. That's why you are remembered. They talk about you on Good Morning America. They talk about you on the news channels. People like me uh, talk about it nonstop. It does matter more. And I'm just glad he had a moment. I honestly think it's cooler for him and his legacy that they came back. That if they would have won by 20 or just won a tight game, that they were down 10 points with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And they found a way to win the game. And from now on, Andy Reid, who is one of the most innovative coaches of his generation, probably the most offensively innovative coach of the last 20 years, uh, he has one of the better coaching trees, not just currently, but like league history, and just one of the better people. Like, legitimately a very good human being. If you don't like Andy Reid, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's just a nice guy. He's a fun-loving, good guy who happens to be a great coach. Treats people well. His players all respect him. His coaches all respect him. The league respects him. Everyone that meets him likes him. Think about that. How many people can we say about that? Not just in sports, but in life. Not many. How often do you meet someone in life where you go, you know what, I've never heard a bad word said about that person. That's not typical. I'm sure you can't say that about me. I'm sure if you're listening, they probably can't say that about you. But they say it about him. And it was just a it was a really cool moment. And it was a cool moment for a franchise that hadn't been there in 50 years. Hadn't hosted the AFC Championship game ever. Or, you know, when I mean hosted, I mean uh, won the AFC Championship game ever. Lamar Hunt Trophy. So that was a big deal. Just a, just a fantastic season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I you know, with Mahomes, I, I don't know how they're not going to be here consistently moving forward. But Super Bowl champion is how Andy Reid will be introduced for the rest of his life and, and even then well beyond when he's long gone when, you know, you can't write the history books of the NFL without talking about Coach Reid now. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, You have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. 
Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team. Faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time. Looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy. And that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, before we get into Mahomes, let's touch on Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to start with Kyle Shanahan. And I think this word gets thrown around a lot, choke. Now, you could argue that 28-3 was a choke because you lose a game 28-3 in the Super Bowl in the second half. That's, that's a debacle. But I want to say one thing really quick. We act like Kyle Shanahan was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He was not. That was Dan Ambald Quinn who has been proven since Kyle left to be an average at best coach. Not only was Dan Quinn the head coach, he's a defensive-minded coach. And if you check the numbers, they gave up 31 straight points 
unanswered. Like, that's on Dan Quinn. Now, Kyle's the offensive coordinator. He had a couple bad calls in that situation. But does any head coach get more off the hook on a devastating loss than Dan Quinn? Again, I'm not absolving Kyle completely from that game. He was not in charge. He was not the head coach. That was Dan Quinn. I, I think we casually, definitely on social media, talk about Kyle Shanahan like he ran the operation. He was the head coach. He was not. Sunday, he was the head coach. And he had a 20-10 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter. So, like the Belichick-Atlanta Falcons game, this one's different because he runs the entire team. He's in charge of getting the entire team ready. So, going into the fourth quarter of a game against the Kansas City Chiefs that have a guy, a 24-year-old that has an MVP to his name, Andy Reid, clearly one of the great coaches of, this, of his era, he's kind of kicking their ass. The Niners were dominating them. It was 20 to 10, but let's let's be real, it didn't feel that close. And then Mahomes throws a pick. So, quote unquote, did he choke? I don't think he did. I actually put this game more on Jimmy Garoppolo, who we'll get into in a second, and more on Robert Sala. They're up 20 to 10. In a big game, you have to ride with what got you there. And the 49ers defense was by far the best unit in the league, top to bottom. The pass rush, the run defense, the coverage, they did it all all season long. They dominated. When they had, they had a stretch late in the season, but they were missing Tart, they were missing Quan Alexander, and they were missing D Ford. When they had all three guys to go along with all the other starters, they kicked everyone's ass. And that's what they were doing to Mahomes. They were kicking his ass. But... You get to a situation where the Chiefs got the ball back with a little under nine minutes to go. At the 20-yard line, down 10 points. They drove the field. And they got to a position, right, where it was third and 15. Third and 15. Under no circumstances, in that situation, late in the fourth quarter, up 10 points in the Super Bowl, can you give up a third and 15? It is inexcusable. It's, it's, it cannot happen. And then it led to a touchdown. They go three and out again. They get the ball back. They score another touchdown. They're up four points. So in about five minutes of game time, maybe even less than that, I guess if you start where the drive started to where they finally got the second touchdown with Kelsey. Maybe it was Damian. It was Damian Williams who had the second touchdown. Kelsey had the first touchdown. That they scored 14 points. How is that not on Robert Sala? We don't play the game. That's what we did to Kyle Shanahan. We said, well, it was on Kyle Shanahan, not Dan Quinn. Yet this one, it's on Kyle Shanahan. Just because he's kind of this lightning rod of this guy that we pigeonholed the first time that blew the lead. Again, not the head coach. This time is the head coach, and now we're blaming him again. While the defensive coordinator is calling man coverage, Richard's not a man corner. It's third and 15. You, you, they're going to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill. How does he get so wide open? I get Jimmy Ward kind of screwed up. Broke inside. He ran a double move. Where's the other DB? How are you not playing some sort of prevent defense? I despise prevent defense and soft coverage. But in third and 15, I got no issue with it. I, I, I can't give wide open spaces here. They didn't just complete that ball. Tyreek Hill was wide open. He sat there and basket caught it. There wasn't anyone around in a seven yard radius. How does that happen? I am still in disbelief of that. Now, the one area I will be really critical of Kyle Shanahan is the end of the first half. 
Because Coach Reed was extra aggressive. And I know the analytical community loves to claim, we're the reason everyone goes for it on fourth and short. No, every human in the history of America, sitting on their couch, sitting in the stands, have been screaming at coaches to go for it. I don't need an Excel spreadsheet to know you should go for it. Coach Reed went for it, right call, got multiple fourth and shorts. He was aggressive, foot to the pedal. Kyle was not. Now, I do understand part of the reason he was not was his quarterback. The quarterback was not good. He looked rattled. At one point in time, his box score didn't look bad, but I never thought he was playing in a rhythm, was confident. I felt good watching him just on television. I was like, God, Jimmy is shaky. And he did not have a good playoffs. I was at the Minnesota game. At one point in that game, he threw a pick to Eric Hendricks, who was right there. He has done that multiple times this season. The pick Jimmy threw in the first half of that game yesterday or Sunday was hideous. Just throw the freaking ball away. Jimmy, right now, at this point in time in his career, will throw terrible interceptions that look like a rookie. Now, despite being 28 years old, this was the first season he'd ever started start to finish. Though, we judge him a lot differently because he's older. It's just the variables with Jimmy Garoppolo and his career are just unique. He sat behind Brady for three and a half years. And then two year, and then the first year he was going to be a full-time starter with the Niners, he tore his ACL. But it is what it is. He's on a great team. He's getting paid a lot of money. The expectations are high. So I understand Kyle Shanahan being nervous that Jimmy might turn it over because we're all thinking it too. But Kyle's such a good coach. He's such a good schemer. He's such a good play caller that I think he can call plays around him. Whether it's screens, whether it's end arounds, he was doing it all game. And you go in that situation, you don't call timeout, and then, you know, with 14 seconds, you hit a big play, and then you realize, let's be aggressive here, you hit Kittle, it's obviously called back. But they were in that situation because he just didn't call timeouts. And him not being aggressive in that situation has ramifications in the second half. What if they had scored, you know, just a field goal in the, on that drive because they had used their timeouts properly and went into halftime at 13-10? So then, instead of at one time being up 20-10, to they were up 23-10. to You just never know. So that is the one area that I would red flag on Kyle. Other than that, I thought he was brilliant. He's a great play caller. Everyone's calling him a village idiot. Like, didn't we watch him all season long? Kick the shit out of everybody? Didn't I watch? And even Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like Jimmy did not play well in the playoffs. Which I understand. There was a lot of pressure in the playoffs. You're playing the best defensive minds. You're playing some of the best defensive players. Hell, I was nervous going into yesterday. And I'm sitting in Walnut Creek, California. So, I understand it. And I think Jimmy should get better the more experience he has. But you could tell he was rattled yesterday. He was not comfortable. He was, Kittle's wide open multiple times. He doesn't even see him. And to me, that's my biggest issue with him right now, is Jimmy just doesn't see things. And I think Kyle knows that. It's why after the game, when they asked Kyle what he thought of Jimmy's performance, he said, yeah, it was all right. I mean, who says that? Though, it's like I... When I, when I hear players go, well, I can't believe he said that. Well, do we want honesty or do we want fake? Because the reality is, yeah, Jimmy was just all right. And if they had got, like, Jimmy, I, I, if I was doing given a letter grade, I'd give him a C. If Jimmy had been at a B, the Niners win by maybe 10 points. Because at the time when they were up 20 to 10 in the second half, if Jimmy had been playing well, maybe the score would have been like 28 to 10. Because they were dominating the Chiefs with their defense. But Jimmy could not consistently complete passes. He was throwing it above guys, behind guys. He was kind of all over the map. 
And, you know, so when I see, hear the word choke, I, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo choked. I don't think Kyle Shanahan choked. I think Kyle Shanahan made a poor decision at the end of the first half. I think Kyle Shanahan called plays that were there, and Jimmy didn't see him. I just think Jimmy, at this point in time of his career, you get into a playoff situation or Super Bowl, it's going to be hit or miss. Though, can like, Jimmy's just not the guy. Well, I saw him in games against the New Orleans Saints when they had to score 47 points to win because the Saints scored 46, win the game. And Jimmy threw, what, five touchdowns and 400-plus yards? I saw Week 17 go into Seattle in a game. If they lost, there would have been the five seed. They're probably not in the Super Bowl. Jimmy go 18 of 22 for 300 yards. So I saw Jimmy, in, I saw against the LA Rams, a game they had to win to maintain with Seattle, him throw three or four touchdowns and have 350 plus yards and hit multiple third and 15s. I saw him do it. Now, you got to do it in the playoffs. It's one th- I say it all the time with basketball. No one cares what you do in the regular season anymore. You got to get it done in the playoffs. Luckily, they could circumvent Jimmy in the Minnesota game. After he threw the early pick, they just ran the ball in the second half. We all know what happened in the Green Bay Packers game. He threw it eight times because <laughs> they ran the ball 100 times or whatever. I mean, seriously, they ran it, what, 50 times. And they had 200 plus. I mean, they didn't need to throw it. This game, they needed Jimmy to throw it. And he couldn't. He couldn't consistently do it. And that's why they lost. And Jimmy, there's going to be pressure on Jimmy to get better. I think there is some doubt deep down in Kyle. Uh, and sometimes, definitely, I mean, yesterday or the Sunday in the Super Bowl, the doubt crept into his mind, and his lack of belief in Jimmy changed his mindset as a play caller. So Jimmy has to get better, so at any moment, whether it's a playoff game, whether it's, it's easier in a regular season game, it's harder in a playoff game. Because one screw-up, you go home. And the Super Bowl, one screw-up, you lose the game. And that's what kind of Jimmy, the situation he put Kyle in. But I'm not going to sit here and act like, Kyle Shanahan, he just can't win. Like, are we just going to talk about him like Andy Reid? Well, Andy Reid, for a long period of time, was one of the best coaches in the league. So is that, if that's what Kyle Shanahan is right now, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, look at the guys that have Super Bowl rings of the last decade. Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, John Harbaugh. Even, I mean, Doug Peterson is somewhat of an outlier given that he'd only coached like two years when it happened. It's not many random coaches, though. Kyle Shanahan's going to win a Super Bowl. I would bet $10,000 on that right now if you give me a future bet at decent odds. I wouldn't even hesitate. Now, it might not happen next year. It might not happen in five years. Took Andy Reid 21 years. It's going to happen. He is too good of a coach. We've seen it. He is too dynamic of an offensive play caller. You learn from your mistakes. We talk about it all the time. You don't get better often when you win. You get better when you lose. You go back into the lab. Now, he, part of going to the lab, I don't know if there's much to go into the lab. with Jim, Jimmy just has to be better so Kyle can be confident in calling aggressive plays. Kyle will call aggressive plays, but they're often like runs or screens or quick plays to Kittle. But when he's dialing up plays to Kittle and Kittle's wide open and Jimmy's looking, I, I don't even at who, throwing the ball out of bounds, like that's a problem. That's not Kyle's fault. When Jimmy's throwing the ball and Chris Jones is batting the ball down, is that Kyle's fault? So I, I don't think the Niners choked. Sometimes at the highest level of pro sports, you just get beat. Like, did Clemson choke against LSU or did they just get beat? Sometimes you just get beat. There's nothing wrong with that. I think this overreaction, we want to act like every James Harden, James Harden's choked before. Chris Paul, Chris Paul's choked before. The Warriors somewhat choked before in the in the 3 1 lead. But they've also like last year, the Warriors just got beat. The the Dodgers. 
There have probably been situations where Kershaw's choked, but there's been other situations where the Houston Astros are wearing buzzers and they're just beating them with cheating. So every situation is unique. I, but I, I, Jimmy, was he feeling the moment? 100%. Was Kyle super rattled or super tight? I don't believe that. Because he was dialing up plays the entire game. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then all of a sudden, he just becomes an idiot down the stretch. I, I just, I refuse to believe that. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't Hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time. Looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate Within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free 
at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's get into Patrick Mahomes. My favorite attribute of an athlete is when, of a great player, is when they do not have their A game and they still find a way to win. I think the guy that symbolizes the most in my lifetime would be Michael Jordan. He could be off, he could just be have a bad night, and he would just find a way because he was mentally so unfazed. Tiger Woods, you could argue, I think the Masters this year is the only time he'd ever won a major when he came from behind, and he didn't have the lead going into Sunday. So you, you could make some arguments there. Tom Brady's a great example. Making big plays when it has to. It happens a lot with great pitchers, right? When a pitcher does not have his A stuff, and he can still find a way to win a playoff game. It's like the knock on Clayton Kershaw. When he doesn't have a day stuff, he gets rocked in the playoffs. And it's not just the Astros with the buzzers. The Cardinals have done it. He's lost a lot of bit. The, the Nationals did it this year. So, like Bumgarner, what makes Bumgarner so special historically is him finding ways to get it done in the playoffs, in the biggest games, when he doesn't have his A stuff. And anyone in baseball will tell you, that most pitchers don't have their A stuff the majority of starts. Mahomes, who the first his first pass of the game, that little out route, or not an out route, excuse me, like a wheel route to Damian Williams, he threw a 150-mile-an-hour fastball that was 10 feet ahead of him that flew into the sideline. You could tell he was really, really jittery. Then, early on in the game, Jimmy Ward hit him like Jimmy was Ray Lewis. And... Clearly, Mahomes got, you know, lit up. And he was getting hit all game long. Against an elite defense, it's hard to play well. Especially an elite defense that hits hard. And they were hitting Mahomes, hitting Mahomes, hitting Mahomes. And I I think it speaks to it, even though he was having a quote-unquote bad game, and he wasn't playing well. I think Aikman said multiple times, this might be the worst game I've ever seen him play. For all of us that have watched basically every Mahomes game, I tend to agree. He was terrible. But, he was ter- but it was understandable why he was terrible. He was getting crushed. His players were getting crushed. It, w- it was a war zone out there. The Niners' defense are a bunch of badasses when it comes to hitting. They lay the wood. And I do think when you get hit early in a game and hit as hard as he does, it can throw you off. And he was thrown off all game. But late in the fourth quarter, I guess not late in the fourth quarter, but they get the ball back with under nine minutes, and they're down ten points. And the next five or six minutes of actual game time, by the time there's two minutes and 50 seconds on the clock, they score in 14 straight points. And on the drive, when he's when they get the ball back after their first touchdown to make it 20-17, to 17, the Niners go three and out, they get the ball back. He goes 5-5 five five for 60 yards and a touchdown. And I think what makes him most more, like, so special is we've seen him when he's on, right? I mean, really on. He was... Has to be the first guy in NFL history. He had multiple games this year where he threw four touchdowns in a quarter. When Mahomes is on, it feels like, I mean, do the math. It feels like he, is he going to have one time an eight touchdown game? You'd say, well, unless they're in some crazy shootout, probably not because you just yank him out of the game. But it'd be like a basketball player. You know, it's like uh, how many guys in the NBA truly have like a 70, 80 point game in them? It'd be a handful of guys. But part of it, and it used to happen with the Warriors a lot with Clay and Steph, where it's like, Steve Kerr, leave these guys in the game. I want to see him go for 60 or 70 points. But he always yanks them at like 45, 50 points. 
because they're usually in a blowout. So we might never see Mahomes get a seven or eight touchdown game. But he clearly has it in him. Like, that's his upside. Like, that's how good he is. He's one of the most remarkable talents we've ever seen. But I think what makes him so special is what we saw on Sunday is how mentally tough the guy is. How unfazed he is by poor play. The pick he threw to Fred Warner has to be one of the worst passes of his professional career. I bet if we broke down every pass of his NFL career, that might be the worst pass of his NFL career. He threw it right to the guy. It was like a Jimmy Garoppolo pass. And that was in the fourth quarter, down 10 points. I I almost tweeted, I'm glad I didn't. This game's over. But I I have so much respect for Patrick Mahomes, I, I couldn't tweet that. And clearly the game wasn't over. Because what really jumps out about this guy is he's got to be one of the most mentally tough younger players we've seen in a long, long time. I think what defines Russell Wilson's, you know, eight, nine-year career, however many years he's in, is is he falls under that category. How unfazed he is by a bad play. How unfazed he is by a sack. How unfazed he is by getting slammed into the ground. He is just a mental juggernaut. And going back to Tiger, yeah, I don't think he'd ever won a major, you know, coming from behind until the Masters this year. But if you'd watched his career, how many comeback victories he had, how many times that he made guys crumble playing with him, he was so mentally tough. I think what's what we all want, whatever team you're a fan of, you want your best player to be, you know, the toughest mentally. And Mahomes is just on a completely different level. That performance, like... I've gotten a lot of people reaching out. Do you think he should have won the MVP? I guess you could have given it to Damian Williams. I got no problem giving it to Mahomes because down 20 to 10, he leaves two touchdown drives. He throws a third and 15 where, you know, he could have overthrown him. He could have underthrown him. He hit him. And Tyree Kill didn't have to move. He got the basket, catch it. And then three or four plays later, they score a touchdown. It really was. This guy, first year as a starter, MVP of the league, 50 touchdowns, and really played a great second half against New England. And they had a devastating loss. Second year comes back, looks like he's going to have a fantastic season, gets a knee dislocation. Also, before that, remember, he had an ankle injury, battles through it all. So, you know, despite the hair and, you know, he looks a little different, you'd think, God, is this guy, you know, sometimes quarterbacks, not all of them are tough and relative to NFL toughness. And this guy's toughness, to me, is like a 10 out of 10. It really is one of his separating factors right now, is how tough this guy is. Don't let his little mohawk thing fool you, or his big smile fool you. This guy is a stone-cold assassin. And of all the players I've watched in my entire life, and I would imagine many of you agree, I, it's hard to kind of quantify, just in your head, the ceiling of this guy. Like, is, is this guy got three or four Super Bowls in him? Seriously. Because now we've seen him two years as a starter. Like, his teams have been good, and they got explosive players on offense, but they're not, like, some all-time great roster top to bottom. Again, good, legitimate playoff roster, really good head coach, but he is by a mile their best player. And it's not just, you know, early on, it's like, is Brady a system quarterback? Remember, Peyton Manning's teams were really good offensively, much more, to me, balanced. I mean, who's, look at Mahomes playing with his running back, Damian Williams. I, I did this thing for Bleacher Report like four or five years ago where I, I wrote every week all the running backs. I thought Damian Williams was just a guy. It is insane how much he's improved with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
But he's still, he's closer to just a guy than some star player. Now, he was really good in the Super Bowl, and he's had a really good, I think I saw on Twitter today, he has 11 touchdowns in the last two years in the playoffs. So, like, he's had a very, very impressive short career. But Mahomes changed his franchise. Mahomes kind of changed the NFL. And what what really makes it so cool is just, you know, this millennials and all that BS, this guy is not your typical young quarterback. He's kind of wired like he could have played in the 70s. You know, like a Kenny Stabler type or a Roger Stallback. Like, just where are we playing? Play, you want to play in the concrete? You want to play in the stadium? You want to you wanna go full go at practice? I'm game. What, what do you need, coach? He's one of those guys. What do you need, coach? I like this coach. Let's do this coach. I'm all in. And In a day and age where professional athletes can be sometimes hit or miss with being quote-unquote all in, this guy, if I, if I had a son right now, I'd buy him a Patrick Mahomes jersey because he is by far my favorite player in all of sports. Okay, let's dive into the big... Start with the big story that came out Sunday morning before the Super Bowl. Adam Schefter, the number one NFL reporter in America, had tweeted out a story that the Raiders... I don't even have it in front of me. I think just the Raiders are prepared to make a big run at Tom Brady. And I think on Twitter, a lot of people are like, leverage, Tom Brady, leverage. Guys, Tom Brady doesn't need to use leverage right now. If Tom Brady called the Raiders, called the Chargers, just those two teams, for example, and said, I'm in, he's in. It's This isn't the leverage game. This isn't Garrett Cole, you know, Scott Boris trying to drive up the price. Tom Brady's in the driver's seat. If Tom Brady wants to go to the Raiders, he'll go to the Raiders. Now, I had heard during the fall, probably, I don't know, November-ish, somewhere during there, that the number one player on the Raiders board by a mile was Tom Brady. That they desperately want Tom Brady. Mayock and Gruden. And they would be prepared to pay him, you know, like two years, $70 million to make him their quarterback. Now, then they could trade Derek or whatever. This is not up to the Raiders. The Raiders are not in control on this. This is all Tom Brady. You know, there were stories that have come out since on Monday that, because there was a story late on Sunday, I think, that Tom wanted $30 million a year from the Patriots. Then it came out that is not true. Because at this point in time in Tom's career, after he's kind of uh, bypassed the max amount of earnings each and every season, why would he do a money grab now? And then another story I think came out on Monday that his number one goal was to get weapons around him. Now, the Raiders, while they do have some young talent on offense, they have a good offensive line, they have a running back, they have a tight end, they don't really have any wide receivers, their defense is hideous. Their defense was, I I think, like historically bad for a stretch last year. It was awful. I mean, it was one of the worst defenses in the league, according to every metric. It's not good. They don't have any difference-making players. Their best defensive player, their fingers are crossed, it's Jonathan Abram who played a half a game last year. So why would Tom Brady go with John Gruden, who hasn't proved that he can win in this league? He had a stretch of like three or four games where he won last year, but then he lost to the Jets and the Jaguars. I, I just, I can't see it. They have all these draft picks, but Tom notoriously doesn't like playing with younger players. So you go, well, John, they could draft a couple wide receivers. Well, that's exactly what Tom doesn't like. Now, would Tom be interested in dictating who they, like, hey, trade one of your first-round picks for Odell Beckham, go sign. They're not going to re-sign Antonio Brown. I I, I don't think that's a legitimate option. Now, for the Raiders, it makes complete sense. 
Tom Brady is a rock star. They're moving to Vegas. We think we'll see if the I've, there's some rumors that the that the roof won't get done, but I, I, I completely understand it for them. Ultimately, I don't think it's going to be an option because I think Tom Brady. The more and more I hear being in Miami, he's going to go back to New England. They will figure it out. Now, would Tom Brady, if he was going to leave, to me the team that has by far the most talent is not the Raiders; it's the Chargers. They have Derwin James, who I walked by at the at Radio Row. He is massive. I didn't realize who it was till I saw a picture later. I'm like, God, that guy, that guy's a safety. Jeez Louise. They got sweet pass rushers. They got Keenan Allen. They got Hunter Henry. They could re-sign Melvin Gordon or draft a running back. That's easy. They got Mike Williams. They got studs all around. Now they need better offensive linemen. But I just can't see Tom Brady playing for Anthony Lynn. And then for a split second, I'm like, well, I wonder if they would change the coach. Well, no, Schefter or Rapsheet or someone, I think or Glazer. Anthony Lynn got an extension. What a win for the Chiefs this weekend. They win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes establishes the best player in America. And Anthony Lynn, an average coach at best, gets an extension. So the Raiders are kind of in no man's land. Stories are leaking that they want to get rid of Derek. Of course they do. Because they want a veteran quarterback that Gruden feels is just better. Like that's just the biggest elephant in the room in the NFL. Mike Mayock does not like Derek Carr. Gruden, I've heard, is hit or miss. He gets hot and cold, like he is with most players. Because Derek, his tape last year wasn't bad. Wasn't good, but given the circumstances, it by no means was bad. It was solid. You could have won with it if they would have had more talent around him. But again, their defense, Derek wasn't, for the most part, their issue. Their defense was awful. So I, I just, I don't think this is like a leverage play. I definitely think it's valid. Like this isn't, oh, the stories are leaking. No, the Raiders want Tom Brady. You don't need, I mean, just do basic, put the pieces of the puzzle together. They're moving to Vegas. They have no buzz. They've made the playoffs one time in basically 20 years. The the best team in the league is now in their division. The, are they going to be better than the Broncos? Doubtful. Chargers have more talent if they can just figure out the quarterback situation. The Raiders got some issues. Tom Brady would help solve a lot of those issues just from a PR standpoint. I just don't think it's going to be an option. Because how does Tom leave New England? Tom's going to have to learn a new offense. Tom would deal with a Gruden, an Anthony Lynn. Those guys aren't on his level, man. Gruden's just a crazy offensive coordinator. Anthony Lynn's an over-his-head head coach. Belichick is the master. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots the, the Patriots had a disastrous season. And what, they go 11-5 and and they lost in the first round? It felt like their building was on fire. So they, they reload. Nikhil Harry's going to be a good player. They still got some young running backs on the team. They'll need to add a tight end. Their defense is good. They'll be fine. Tom Brady will come back, I'm sure, for like a two-year, $60 million deal, $50 million of it guaranteed or something would be my guess. The awards. Lamar Jackson, MVP, no-brainer. I think he got every vote. Ryan Tannehill, comeback player of the year, right call. Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, couldn't be the comeback player of the year. He's never been a full-time starter. He had started, what, 10 games before this season? Like, comeback from what? I get he was injured, but we don't, we thought he was a good player, but we had seen just a small sample size. I think Ryan Tannehill was the right call. Nick Bosa, easiest rookie defensive player of the year in a long time. I disagreed with Kyler Murray, and I think Kyler Murray had a really good rookie season. I would have voted for A.J. Brown. Josh Jacobs was going to win the award. He was clearly the best rookie. Then he got hurt, and he just didn't really play down the stretch. And the Raiders just lost every game because he couldn't play. A.J. Brown wasn't very productive early on, partly because he's playing Marcus Mariota. 
who was not a very good player. He gets benched, Tannehill comes in, and he becomes one of the best a top 10 wide receiver in the league for a 10-game stretch and led that team and was the number one wide receiver on a team that made the AFC Championship game. I would have voted for A.J. Brown, and I think he got third in the voting. Now, if Josh Jacobs would have stayed healthy all year and the Raiders won eight or nine games, he would have been my vote. But I, I just, I didn't see the Kyler Murray thing. That, that one's a little shocking. I've never seen a team do this, especially February 3rd. The Atlanta Falcons tweeted out, we will not pursue Vic Beasley, a contract for Vic Beasley. They drafted him in the first round. It's been a pretty hit and miss career. He is a good speed rusher. I can't pretend I have to go through or text a buddy in the league to get his like strengths and weaknesses. I think people in the league that I've talked to over the years think he's a little overrated. He's kind of like a poor man's D forward. But usually whenever the team that drafts you just goes, yeah, we're not interested in re-signing, that's a pretty big red flag. Now, you could also say, well, Dan Quinn's kind of been exposed to being an overrated defensive guy. Their defense has not been good the last couple of years. Maybe you could get him as an undervalued asset. And, you know, he's still talented. Like, he can really move uh, in, in terms of just he has quickness off the edge, which is something every team in the league looks for. He's a 4-3 defensive end. So just we get a name. Like when you see all these, most of these guys are not free agents. Like Eric Armstead, is he a free agent? Yeah, in theory he is. But the 49ers, if they are going to let him walk, are going to tag and trade him. Guys that like Marcus Mariota is a free agent. They'll just let him walk, right? Uh, Derrick Henry, to me, is not a free Amari Cooper, not a free agent. Those guys get tagged. If they don't return, they get tagged and traded. They don't just walk. This is not the NBA. This is not player empowerment league. If if you if you have an asset, even if you don't want to resign him, you tag and trade. Now, I, obviously, Vic Beasley's not on that level. You can't tag and trade. But Eric Armstead, Derrick Henry, guys on that level, Clowney, I don't think they, because of the deal, they can't tag him. But, like, that's the type of player you do things for, right? Vic Beasley, when, when you're already just like, yeah, we'll just let you walk. That's, that's kind of a red flag. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, let's get a couple Middlecoff mailbag questions and then... uh... We'll get out of here for the day. Big time horse fan. Thank you, Peyton. I think that means Denver Broncos. What's your analysis on Peyton Manning turning Indianapolis from a swamp of a city into a king city it is now? I'm not really quite sure what that means. Uh, I guess Indianapolis Colts. Maybe you're talking the Colts, Broncos. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning put the Colts on the map. I mean, he changed the franchise forever. That's what a player of Peyton Manning's you know, magnitude level of play does Peyton Manning Tom Brady Elway Montana I mean what Mahomes is doing for Kansas City I had never been to Kansas or excuse me Indianapolis before uh before Peyton Manning like my I I went to the combine for the first time in 2011 so I I never went in like the 90s I, I can't speak on what Indy was like before that if this is even a serious question but yeah, I mean, if you get all-time great players at quarterback, your franchise changed forever. Low-key question. With Sherman playing so well for the Niners, how long do you think he can play and stay at that level? It's been a nice surprise for us to see him still in his prime after his Achilles. How long, reasonably, do you think he can keep it up? I think he's got three or four years left. I mean, he's not... As you saw in the Super Bowl, like as long as he can play within this scheme, he thrives in this scheme. When he gets in situations and man-to-man, he's just not that fast. You know, in certain corners, if you don't have super top-end speed, corner's the one position that the 40, to me, really matters at the combine. You can't, like, if you run a 4-6, you can't cover everybody. Because most guys in the NFL now run 4-3-4-4. Now, some guys run in the 4-5s. Most guys in the NFL, the majority of teams, their starting wide receivers are in the 4-4s. And it's just, it's just a race, Right. Now, obviously, the Chiefs are on the high end. Sammy Watkins is really fast. But for the most part, Sherman can hang with the majority of wide receivers in the scheme because he's so smart. 
He knows the routes they're running, like Adam Thielen in the playoff game, Devontae Adams. Like, you can get the, I guess Devontae got him, but it was kind of like a garbage time play, I guess you could say. I've heard you talk a lot about Andy Reid's record with a bye, but shouldn't we take into account this usually against teams that didn't also have a bye? I'm a Niners fan, so I'm hoping Kyle Shanahan also has cooked some things up during his bye week too. What are your thoughts? Do you even think Andy is still good as he's been both teams had a bye? Yeah, that's obviously Andy won off the bye, so he's he's 3-0 this year. He beat the Raiders off a bye, he beat the Houston Texans off a bye, and he beat the 49ers off a bye. So... I think Andy off a bye is pretty good. Now, you could say the, the game against the Texans, they were down 24 nothing, and the Niners game, he was down 20-10. to But Kyle Shanahan's good off a bye, too. I, I agree. That's fair. The stat is somewhat skewed a little bit. I would imagine the majority of games off a bye, he's playing a team not off a bye. But that's part of, like, what's Harbaugh's record off a bye? What's Belichick's record off a bye? That is the advantage you have playing off a bye. You're playing a team not off a bye. I, I think we could do... What's your record off Thursday night games? Because when you play Thursday night, the next game, you get an extra four days rest, or I guess three, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, we. I mean, all these stats are a little skewed, but one thing's clear. When you give Andy Reid extra time, he's good. You know why? Because he's a good coach. Like, you give Belichick extra time, he's a good coach. You give Kyle Shanahan extra time, he's a good coach. Like, good coaches are going to be at an advantage when they have extra time. I, I wouldn't put, like, I don't think... The game Sunday was not dictated off a bye. Really, the start of the game, I mean, it was 10-10 at halftime. It was just one team's quarterback made plays in the fourth quarter. I just read a Bill Barnwell stat. I saw it got retweeted on my timeline. Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter was like 3 of 11 for 36 yards. That's just that's pitiful. It's just not good enough. Not not at the highest level. Not, not when you're a $25 million player. That's got to be like 7 of 11. If it's, if it's 6 or 7 of 11, the 49ers win. It's, it's just really that simple. 3 of 11, 36 yards, L. you you got to get it done down the stretch. You, it's like you can make bogeys on the first and second hole, but in the 17th, 18th hole of Augusta, you better hit fairways and get up and down and make putts. And Jimmy was hor- horrendous down the stretch of the game. Now, it wasn't all his fault, but the play to Manuel Sanders... You dial up that play, you got to hit it. Or to me, you at least got to give them a chance. There's never been a ball completed out of bounds. Just like there's never been a ball completed when you overthrow the guy for seven yards. There have been balls completed underthrown balls. What You know what happens on underthrown balls sometimes? Pass interference. Even if it's slightly underthrown, maybe he goes up and makes a play on the ball. You have to give your guy a chance. When you overthrow him by, you know, six, seven, eight yards... It's it's just as good as just you could have thrown the ball straight into the ground right in front of you. It's the same result. Do you think Gardner Minshew deserved the Offensive Rookie of the Year more than Kyler Murray? See it as Gardner had more passing touchdowns, fewer interceptions, better passer rating, and a better record as a starter. Uh, when I watched the two play again, like you can judge it on the box scores, I thought Kyler was a better player than Minshew, and I thought Minshew was pretty good. But I think if you were going to vote, if you actually, if you and I sat down and we watched all Minshew's games and all Kyler's games, I think Kyler was better. They both had some bad moments. I think Kyler had just more incredible plays. Now, Minshew's team was more talented. I mean, actually thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, DJ Chark's a good player. DD's a good player. Leonard Fournette, still not bad. I think he had 73 catches. He ran for over 1,000 yards. 
But Minshew was a great story. He, he had a really good rookie season given the circumstances. I think Kyler had a better season. I, I, I really do. I just think maybe that's the wrong way to say it. I think Kyler was the better player. Like if I was going to give one of the awards to one of the two guys, I think Kyler's pretty good. And I watched a decent amount of him just given he was in the NFC West. I, I was always pretty impressed. Like he's, he's a pretty, I mean, he's a better player than Baker Mayfield right now. I know Baker went to the Super Bowl and acted like, you know, I'm going to change my life. And I know everyone on Twitter is impressed. Like, Baker, I just saw a picture of you with your shirt off with all the dudes in the Caribbean. You look like me. So you can talk a big game. I, I, I don't judge people on their words. Words don't mean anything to me. I judge people on their actions. Baker, you're out of shape. So you, you've been off, you know, your team but hasn't played a game in a month. Why aren't you working out? Why aren't you grinding? What would Peyton Manning do? What would Tom Brady do? What would Kobe do? What would all the great players do? You want to be a great player, you talk about it, but you're not being about it. I don't know how I got off on that tangent. Uh, after his performance over the past two years, including two outstanding postseason season, uh, years, do you think Damian Williams earned himself a long-term extension with Kansas City? Uh, I don't. Mainly because he's a running back. And the way they found him, you know, he's kind of a scrap heap player. Uh, I, I thought he was just an average guy in Miami. You can find guys like him. It's a great part about this offense is if you can catch the football, you can thrive in Andy Reid's offense. Just think of the guys over the years. Brian Westbrook, Shady McCoy, Damian Williams, Kareem Hunt, Jamal Charles. Like You, you, you can just find running backs. Every running back Andy ever has is good. So I, I, I would not pay Damian Williams. And I'll be the first to say, he, is, he blew me away by how good he was because I was not a fan. And he, like you said, he was excellent this playoffs. He was really good against the Niners, making guys miss, catching the ball in the backfield, running the ball inside the tackles, falling forward. You know, I, I don't know if his stats were quite as good as it actually looked. And I think Mahomes deserved the MVP just given how clutch his passes were. But if you would have given the MVP to Damian Williams, I would not have complained. Huge Redskins fan here. Here's a scenario that I'd like to have your opinion on. Say the Dolphins trade up to our number two pick and they give us the fifth pick and the 26th pick, I believe is theirs, and a second rounder. Just, he's got more of the question. I don't think it would cost that much. When the Colts traded up from six to three, they gave, so or excuse me, the Jets. The Jets gave the Colts pick six and three second rounders. You're going to give a first rounder and a second rounder. That kind of seems like a lot. I, to me, to go two to five, yeah, maybe, maybe it would. I'd have, to, I'd have to text someone in the league. But that seems bold. 26 to move back to the third. Uh, could the Redskins take a deal like that and then trade the Lions the fifth pick and the 26th pick to move back up to the third so we can still get Chase Young and then we have a second round pick now? God, you're kind of a genius. This is, this is an impressive little scenario. Please let me know if you're going to read this on the show. I try to listen to all shows, but occasionally I miss one. Uh, that's a pretty complicated deal. I would say for your first deal, for the Dolphins to come up to pick two. I would want pick five. I think pick five and pick 26 probably gets it done. That, that's, a, that's a haul. Now, the problem with going five to 26, you're missing out on Chase Young, right? Because... Burrow would go one, two or Herbert would go two. The Lions would probably trade with someone or just might take a player at three, and then Chase Young is going four. So you're missing out on the player you want the most. 
but you get pick five, and you could still get a really sweet player. I mean, they got good corners in this draft, uh, just a lot of other good players, and you get an extra first-round pick for a team that just needs a lot. I don't think it's that insane. insane. The problem would be if you miss on Chase Young, the pressure on pick five and 26 to nail it would be strong. Now, if I was the Lions, I would trade three to five for 26 for sure. Who would you consider the third best quarterback in the league? By most metrics I test, it would seem fairly consensus that consensus that Mahomes and Russell are one and two. Third seems up in the air. Lamar, Deshaun, Wentz, the Breeze, Brady, Rogers trio started really fading. They're also and they're old. I mean, Brady's forty three, Drew's forty, Rogers just doesn't have much help. I would go Mahomes, Russell. I mean, Russell's not, like, Mahomes is one, but Russell's not that far away from one. Russell's a baller. That's a tough question. You know, Deshaun has moments. He definitely has moments. Wentz has moments. Lamar has not played well in the playoffs. So I, I could not put Lamar at number three. Now, he had a great regular season, but I don't put as much emphasis on running the ball. So if you run the ball and you score eight to 12 touchdowns during the season as a quarterback, and you run for 800 to 1,000 yards. I know, I think Lamar ran for, that doesn't mean that much to me. Because you're not really going to be able to do that in a playoff run. You might have a game where you're running around, like Mahomes did, right, this offseason, or I mean this postseason. He had some big runs. He had big runs in the Super Bowl. He had that big run against the Tennessee Titans. But you got to win throwing the ball. The Chiefs won because their quarterback threw the rock. Uh, if I was doing a fantasy draft, I would go, if Mahomes went off the board one and Russell went off the board two, I would take Carson Wentz at three. I would take Carson Wentz. I would rather have Carson Wentz than Deshaun Watson. Though I think Deshaun Watson has been a more consistent player, I think in the right situation, and when Wentz is playing well, his physical tools are far superior than than Deshaun. But I think it's fun. Like We, we have a good young, like Russell's 30, Mahomes is 24, Lamar's 23, Wentz is 25 or 26, Deshaun's 24 or 25. We got a good Dax, 24, 25. Even Jared Goff, who people love shitting on, isn't that bad. He's 25, 26. I mean, Jimmy had a rough little postseason, but he had a, he had 27 touchdowns in the regular season and was the starting quarterback for the number one overall seed. You have, I'm trying to think who else am I missing here. Tannehill, no... Uh, Lamar, Brady, Josh Allen, I think, is kind of an up-and-coming player. Sam Darnold, big question on Baker. Can he bounce back? You know, Jameis threw 30 picks, but he also threw, like, 35 touchdowns. Uh, So, yeah, Kyler's a good, exciting young player. We've got a lot of good, exciting young players in the NFL right now. I I can't say Mitch Trubisky. So, I, I, I would go Mahomes, Russell. I would lean Wentz. But I, I'm also a sucker for Deshaun Watson. I, I, I like Deshaun Watson. If you took Deshaun Watson over Carson Wentz, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, it was a fun week in Miami. It's about I'm about to press stop. It's about 8 o'clock at night. I'm going to go to bed. I can't wait to go to bed. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. And uh, get ready for the offseason. I, I am really, really excited. Adios. <laughs>
You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.